Welcome to the Fly Life Podcast. I'm your host, Martin Novak, and let's have a conversation with FPV. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Episode 5 of the Fly Life Podcast. For this week's episode, we have Jamie Alexander on, a.k.a. Jay-Z FPV, and I would think most people have heard of him or seen his Instagram at least or his Airviews feature, but he is a freestyle pilot, does a little bit of racing, but he's a very cinematic pilot, uh, not just in terms of like a freestyle sense, but he uses an FPV quad to... uh, create cinematic content and uh, i think his claim to fame or at least what got him on my radar was him chasing a skateboarder down a mega ramp at bob burnquist's house which is an epic story that we talk about on the show we also talk about his gopro settings real steady tuning influences on his style what he used to do uh before fpv and what he does for a living so I hope you guys enjoy it, and uh, before we get into it, this week I upload a new video onto my YouTube channel, so if you like buttery, flowy freestyle flying, go check out Fly Life Co., all one word, on YouTube. But uh, what about you, man? What's new? Not much. Just um, been flying uh, as much as I can, trying to put out a video a week. And you live and you live in, in Georgia, right? Yeah, I live about thirty five minutes west of Atlanta. Sick. Do you? I mean, that's got to be a pretty like that's a pretty legendary spot to fly or like be in the FPV. Yeah, I feel it, like. It, yeah, you would think. And here's the the problem that is I don't I don't fly with all those guys that you would think I would fly with, just because I work uh, Saturday through Tuesday. And so they all are flying on Saturday and Sunday. So I don't really get to fly with them too much. Kevin always reaches out and is like, yo, we need to fly. But, you know, he's busy as hell. Yeah, you're like, yo, I need to get paid. <laughs> uh, but you got all the spots down there, though. Like, I, you guys, like... Cause yeah, we got some... Atlanta's got, like, the Bando Dece economy, but not quite good enough. So we still got some Bandos. And then you got... Awesome trees, like killer trees. Oh yeah, yeah. What it's we- uh, mostly pine trees, but yeah, it's there's plenty of spots. A lot of those six spots that you see, you know, most of those guys posting, you can only really hit on the weekends. Yeah, like those office parks and stuff that are kind of like legendary. <laughs> yeah. What uh, what do you do for work? Uh, I'm a mechanic for Delta. Oh, sick. That's awesome, yeah. man. Do you like your job? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love you, it. <laughs> how long have you been doing it? So I've been uh, just over four years. Shit, you told me to meet this. <laughs> you could do <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I, I've been there just over four years right now, and I came in. I, I do – I'm a uh, – what is the – I'm a support mechanic right now, but I have my A&P license, which allows me to be like a, you know, full mechanic that can, you know, uh, return the airplanes to service and stuff. And I actually just interviewed for that promotion probably like three or four weeks ago. So I've been waiting, 
so I haven't like been doing any traveling or anything. I'm just kind of staying near the the house, trying to just hopefully get that promotion. That's why your phone's not on well, mute, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're not calling me. Well, I would answer if they call me at nine, but uh, yeah. Did you, uh, you see, you said you have your license. Is that something like you originally went to school for or like knew you wanted to do, like coming out of high school or like found later on? You know, I had, I did want to do that. Uh, I've always liked aviation, but I was going to do that out of high school, but I had a mentor at the time that kind of, you know, was pushing me towards college. So ended up doing college which I'm kicking myself in the ass for. I should have just went and done that school right out of high school. I probably would have already been a mechanic and everything, you know, Yeah. Uh, AMT by now, but oh well. Shit happens. I mean, like, everybody's got one of those, right? I wish I could have. Yeah. Yeah. Sick, man. Do you – and how long have you been flying FPV? FPV, I – when the Vortex, what is it, the Vortex 285, the one with the foldable arms. Yeah, yeah, I remember that thing. Yeah, so right when that came out, uh, it was definitely 2015, maybe early 2015, yeah, like, maybe. Right, I think that was like a Christmas product or like a holiday run product of 2015. So the first, yeah, you know, the, the F3 Expo when Schizo did that, you know. The yep. first F, well, I guess the only one now, but it was right around that time. And it was funny because, you know, I, I, I've been flying RC planes since I was like 15 and I'm 29 now, but I've been flying those forever. And, uh, you know, the drone, the you know, FPV came out and I saw, I didn't see the Star Wars video that everyone talks about <laughs> and seeing, I saw the, uh, when Trappy, they were flying the wings down, I guess, the Alps. Yeah, yeah. I saw that, and I was like, how the hell are they seeing those right now? And then I, you know, did some research, and it was, you know, FPV. And then that's when I went and got the, that Vortex. And how long did you fly that thing so, for? Uh, I'd have to look on my YouTube, because I, I still actually, that's like one of my first posts on my channel. But a while, probably like I would say five or six months. Damn, that is a while. I just got tired of fixing it. It was just you know having to buy those little plastic parts for that shit was that's so annoying. And you had it was like twenty five screws to take the top plate off. <laughs> yeah, over function. If you function wanted to work on. Do you, and what, like, so you, you got in with the Vortex, and then I feel like, like, seeing your content, it's got, like, it's pretty, pretty cinematic, man. Like, that's literally how, I appreciate I, it. I would, that's how I would describe it. Before we did this podcast, I was, like, you know, doing a deep dive, and, like, the last thing I watched before you logged on was, like, the Airviews feature of the Super Park, or the Super Ramp on the skateboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was fucking epic man like and also i really appreciate it from a pilot standpoint must have been epic like the content looks great but in the moment must have been like bruh it was one of those things like where so so that guy skating yeah he's 
pretty yep. much my brother-in-law. My Elliot or whatever? My sister. Elliot Sloan, yeah, yeah. He's engaged to my sister. So lucky. And so, yeah. Um, funny story. I used to, I, I, I skated my whole life. I, I used to, you know, go to Tampa Am and shit like that. And I used to skate against him. But it's just funny how that worked out. My sister met him, like, way after I stopped skating competitively and stuff. But, anyways, back to to him. Yeah, he'd been – I've been wanting to do that forever. And that, that, that ramp is at Bob Berkowitz's house. I'm, I'm sure you – do you know who Bob Berkowitz is? I'm sure you do. Yeah, even, um, even if you're not relevant, people – you play Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, it was, like, surreal because, you know, I grew up skating anyways. And then uh, there I'm at Bob Berkowitz's house. So there's that part. And then, you know, filming that, like, every time he would do something. Because I didn't, I didn't really know what I was doing. I, I mean, I don't know how to fl- fly a drone. But I never chased someone and, like, watched them launch into, you know, midair and stuff. A chasing that Z-axis, like the jump of it, right? Like the trajectory of it. Yeah, yeah, and then half of the time, it's not, it's weird, it's not as hard as you think it would be keeping them, keeping them in the frame, you're more worried about that, you don't even really think about how you're turning or anything like that, but yeah, there were some times where like, (laughs) like he did that Telgrad 720, and like, when he landed it, and I knew I had it in shot, I was like, like, I was, like, smiling as I was flying the quad back up. I was like, dude, this is going to be so fucking tight. That's unreal. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And then, yeah, so I I, I filmed that, and they, they live out in, that's out in, like, Vista, California. And so on the flight back home, I edited that entire video on the flight. And, like, the whole time, I'm just sitting there like, dude, this is going to be so tight. They don't even know right now. That was pretty <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like so so I did that, right? Um so I edited that video and like I knew I felt like it was gonna be pretty, you know, dope just because of, you know, Johnny. He had he had just did the Alley Nine, you know, the snow skiing and snowboarding. He had just done that and I was like, Man, this is this is kind of the same thing but different. And so I wanted to like take a little bit more time and just like you know, watch it a bunch of times, make tweaks if I needed to. And my wife and I actually, we went on a trip. Uh, we went to Amsterdam, and when we were, like, checking in the hotel, I got a, uh, a Facebook message from Matt Williams at X-Hover. And uh, so he said, hey, this is Matt, the team manager at X-Hover. And I had reached out to Kevin, uh, fingers for him. It was like, hey, you think you could put in a good word, uh, to the guys at x for me? Cause I've been flying the steamy frame for like a while, almost a year. And he's like, yeah, for sure. And so like, that was like a month and a half, two months before this. And so yeah, Matt reached out to me and he was like, he's like, hey man, you got any sponsors? I was like, well, I, I get a, I'm, I have like a flow sponsorship through Thunder, uh, Thunder Power and I'm sponsored by drone racing parts. And he's like, well, would you like to add X Hover to that list? Dude, I was freaking out. Uh, yeah, let me take a five minute break and think about that. Yes. 
Yeah, so I, so that's how that happened. And and I hadn't. It was it was a really good time because he asked me that, and of course I said yes. But I hadn't even dropped that video yet. So that was the first video I dropped after I got on the team, which was proper. It was just cool to be sitting on that footage. Yeah. Like going into, you know what I mean? Of all times to have that footage on your hard drive and then someone to call you up, be like, oh, no, the best thing I've ever done is yet to come. Absolutely. I'll put your name on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, I was really stoked on that. And then, yeah, it ended up doing like, it's almost my best video or almost my most viewed video on uh, YouTube. It did like really well. And I, you know, I won the um, video of the week. The spot or yeah, video spotlight or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. The interviews. That was insane too. Bunch of good shit happened all at one time. I was really stoked. Yeah, I feel like did you? I mean, I'm sure that that was you were pretty nervous going into that situation. Like I would, you know, that's like a once in a lifetime. You don't want to like you you wipe your lens twice, kind of shit. Like <laughs> make sure your GoPro's recording. Well, you know what's funny is that yeah, it's. It's like, it's not a once in a lifetime. Like, I mean, I could fly out there and I'm sure Elliot would be down to skate, you know, that again. But yeah, I, I was, yeah, I was doing that because I didn't want to make, he, he wasn't really trying anything, like any tricks that were like super crazy. Yeah. That he couldn't get like almost every time. Which is a good so call because I, I feel like about. that's not the point. No, no. Yeah, for sure. Like. I originally went out there, he was like, hey, I want to film a video part and, you know, put it out later this year, and you're pretty good with that drone, do you want to come see if you can get some clips? Again, yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, no, so, you know, I was nervous, because I'm sitting there thinking, like, okay, he's going to want to get, like, he can do, he can't do it every time, but he can do, like, a kickflip ND720, which is, it's like... Skate, you know, the video game Skate, it's like shit you do on that. Dude, that, and, that video game is like half of my flying style. Like, in, my half of my dude, flying just, style is influenced by the fun park oh, yeah. and the mega ramp in that map. Bro. Skate 2. Dude, I'm for so life. bummed that there's no skate for yet. Dude, did you hear though? Oh, you know, I hear a lot of stuff. I like, I follow on Instagram, I, I like, I'm... I follow pages that are like strictly, you know, bring back skate four or bring back skate. But did you hear that the skate three servers turned back on? I did hear about that. Yeah. But I don't, I have a PS4. At the very least, it's like a market test to see who's still in. So just log in and do something real quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so don't bring that shit back. Yeah. No, yeah, that's, that was my game, man. So many hours lost playing that game. I feel like that was the first game, like, in relation to having good thumbs, that was the first game where you could actually be, like, more skillful at it. Like, it wasn't, like, yes. a button combination. It was, like, thumb movements could get you to do more yes, shit. Yeah, you could actually play your buddy in a game of skate. Yeah. Exactly. And, like, you had to be decent or you're not going to, you know, do a hard flip or, you know, trade flip or something like that. Yeah, which I feel like is... My old roommate and I used to talk about it all the time because we both played it a lot and we both got into FPV, but it really made, like, a huge impact on FPV for me. It's fucking hilarious that you're on the same level. Yeah, yeah. I, so, yeah, that a lot of people commented on that video and was like, 
I feel like I'm, you know, in Skate 3 or, or you know, in, a, in some sort of video game, which is that, you know, that third-person view you get. So. What kind of rate? Was that on a 5-inch? That was a – actually, on this this one right here. It's a steamy. I don't know if you can see it. But, um, so, yeah, 5-inch. I lifted the, I think it's 30 millimeter standoff, so the props are out of the shot. Yeah, so. And what uh, flight controller? So that's the uh, Hobby Wing stack uh, flight controller. I have the Cadex Turbo SDR, whatever that camera is. Pretty nice. It has like the super dynamic range or whatever it is. Uh, that's the camera. I wasn't running, I was running, um, Emacs, uh, 20, 2207, 2400 KV, the, uh, light spec, the black ones. So, yeah. Yeah, sick. Those are the motors I run. I'm assuming now you run X Hover motors. Uh, they sent me these cinematic ones that are, what do you think? Badass, dude. What do you think about them? They're awesome. They're super sick. I've been meaning to do a, I need to do a video. How would you describe them? Like, as opposed to the Emacs, like that's a good baseline, I guess. Um, they feel, you know, pretty much the same. I mean, they they have a little bit more. It's a higher KV. I feel like it has a little bit more. I don't know. Spools up pretty quick. But honestly, I'm just I'm not like one of those guys that are on the throttle like all the time. Like, I do punch-outs here and there, and I can get over trees just fine, so. But they're, they are super smooth, and it's the first time I've, I'm actually using the uh, Popo style. You like it? Without the nut. Yeah, dude, it's so easy. I bet. God. <laughs> yeah. And I was sketched out at first, you know, just because there's no prop nut, but, I mean, I trust it now. You, <laughs> I mean, I've flown over. Go ahead. Have you had any issues with, like, ripping that top nipple off, like the push-button part of it? Like, scraping it on asphalt or, like, anything like that? Oh, no. Cool. No, I haven't. But I also haven't I haven't really slammed on it that hard, on the, at least the top part. But, huh. yeah, I like them a lot. And when you have to change a prop, it's, like, obviously it's... I don't even unplug my battery anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm switch this real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome, and uh, yeah, because I feel like, was that, did you do any post-production stabilization on that video? Uh, well, the only stabilization on that video was, I was actually using the stabilization in the Hero 6. Okay, because that video looked, like it was crisp, man, like proper crisp. I appreciate it, I it really appreciate it. did not look like a 5-inch FPV quad, it looked like a dude on a zip line that had like, you know, freedom of access. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I am kind of... I want to go back. That was in, so I film in 2.7K, 60 FPS. But, like, recently, now that I got real steady, I've been filming in 120, at 2.7K, 120. And I would love to go back and film them again. Just to slow it down, like, even more. You're the second guest to be on that real steady game. Yeah, I listened to, uh, in Stella. Yeah talking about it yeah he's got the same uh, kind of vibe this, though you know like that kind of video yeah yeah, yeah. That kind god of... that 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 video he just that little clip he did in that city god i don't know what it 
I think I started, I, I really wanted real steady, not so much for just how smooth it makes it look, but that bubble effect on the edge. Yeah. It, you know, when you're turning, you're doing those slow The motion turns. blur kind of it in the corners it, kind of shit. It, yeah. I don't know. I just, I love that shit. It looks sick. What uh? What but, makes you yeah, go I from believe... like a vortex and getting into FPV to like really latching on to like this cinematic thing? Oh, that's a really big gap in between that. Uh, so, so I started actually. My first like drone was the DJI Flame Wheel, right? Proper. So, <laughs> so I, with a NASA or whatever that is, uh, and that was my first, you know, first time really using soldering iron and all that shit. So I built that up, and I was like, yeah, this is cool. You know, I'm hovering it. Uh, funny story, I I built it up like Christmas Eve. Like I worked all through the night. You know, first quad. And then I went to, <laughs> I was on Spectrum at the time, and, uh, cause I was coming straight from, you know, RC planes, and that's what I was using. I was using a DX6. And so I'm flying in my front yard, and Christmas morning, I crashed it directly into the back of my neighbor's Silverado at the back windshield, and totally just shattered it. Oh, shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I ran over there, you know, I thought it just hit the inside of the back of his truck, so I ran over there, grabbed it, and ran back into my garage. It was super loud, so I was like, he definitely heard that. So I went in my garage, and I'm, like, looking at the top plate where I had some, you know, 3M double-sided tape, and I saw a little shard of glass, and I was like, wait a minute. I know I didn't just shatter the back of his windshield, and I went... And it was completely shattered. <laughs> so I, you know, I came inside. I was like, I told my wife, I was like, I really messed up. She's like, What'd you do? I was. That was the hardest part was telling her. But yeah, so I went and knocked on his door, and he was so chill about it. He was. I was like, you know, it was not. Yo, about something that. not so I chill was. just happened. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's Christmas morning, but uh, I shattered your back windshield. But he was so cool about it. Like he, I mean, I was like, dude, I'll. And there was so much glass inside of his car. But anyways, so yeah, I went from like. So I didn't fly that it can only go up from there. Know. Yeah, exactly. So it took me, you know, a couple of weeks, and then that's when I started seeing those. Trappy videos, so I ordered the Predator V2s, the little, you know, kit from uh, Get FPV. And so I mounted, kind of lens was on that, like a 1.8 or 2.8. And so I mounted on to the flame wheel and I was flying. I was like, how the hell do they do this? This is like, it's so narrow. Yeah, horse blinders. Yeah, so I, you know, I tried doing that for a little bit, and then that, so I got the vortex after that, blew it a crap ton, crashed it, and then I think I went to an alien, and so I flew an alien for, dude, a year and a half, two years. Like, I want to say, I think it was the same alien for that long. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I replaced arms, I think, but, 
But yeah, so you know, I did the freestyle stuff, you know, learn, you know, trying to learn all the flips and stuff. And I, I guess it's just recently, not like super recently, but well, you, I know you mentioned him, mentioned him on the last or on Nick Stella's uh, podcast, but Air Blaster, you know, I saw. I saw that one clip where it's like 40 second clip and he just flew through the legs of some like metal horses out on top of like a I know exactly. hill yeah. or something. I'm, yeah. And I, I just watched it and I was like, dude, that was like, he did absolutely nothing. Right? Like, I mean, he threw, he it was a visual journey, not I'm like a pilot. Yeah, flight. dude, and I'm just watching it and I'm like, God, that was like, that's what I want to do, I think. I think I want to do that. And so, like, I, like, kind of, that's, I, I don't know if I bought, I didn't buy real steady then, but I definitely changed, one, like, actively tried to change my flying style. I really change it just, like, trying to get a different perspective. It's kind of like. One where you can, you can see everything, you know what I mean? You're not flipping, but I, I love to do that, too. Like, I'll go out, like, last week I went and just ripped like I didn't I mean I filmed but I was just flipping every two seconds and you know yeah I feel like that, y'all spin and all that kind of crap. that's like the punching bag like a release side of FPV like doing the, and it keeps Definitely. your it keeps your thumbs like if you can inverted yaw spin and like lock it in on whatever angle you want then you can steadily fly through a structure like the air blaster video you know like you can't fly steady and do crazy tricks but it's easy to go the other way and I feel exactly. – do you feel like doing the cinematic stuff, like whenever – like for me, FPV always – like I never get bored with FPV, but I get bored with aspects of it. Like some like some months I'll be like, I'm, I just want to land like the juiciest tricks. I just want to get out there and like throw some shit down. And then some months are like, I just want to be out there golden hour over some Colorado cliffs and get this like epic slow-mo shot. Do you feel like that kind of came from that ebbs and flows? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I'm definitely still on the, uh, <laughs> the peak of the cinematic. You know, I'm not, I'm definitely still trying to get that kind of stuff, but I'm definitely, uh, when I do the review on these motors, I'm not going to do, uh, I'm just going to do 2.7k, 30 frames a second, no stabilization or anything like that. Cause I want, you know, people to see that. I mean, I don't want to do a motor review and have real steady on because I don't do it. Anyway. Yeah, these motors are great in like a gab video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say that. I feel like that that's where FPV is going because it, it might not be. But for me, like right now, that's the kind of videos like I'm I'm really into, and like half of the reason I. I, I enjoy the editing aspect of it, to be honest, like almost as much as just flying. And it's cool, like using real steady. I like look at a spot like different, or just like trying to get a cinematic shot and look at it different. That's I feel like, I feel like I even look at look at spots differently if GoPro stabilization's on, like even that little bit. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. You can't do that jerky shit, or you know, you can see it, but. I don't know. I try and plan my lines out better, and it's actually really – it's almost like on a racetrack trying to learn a track. 
you, you know, you pick a, a long-ass line. Like that – I did a video. I don't know if you watched that last video I did over the river. Yeah, I watched that. I think it was the last post. That was – I flew that spot, like, the week before, and I posted a little clip in, like, a cluster of woods, so like, where the rocks were. And, like, I got to thinking about it. I was like, that would be really sick to just do, like, a really long line and see if – I'm. It was pretty much a two minute. I mean, I used my, I didn't use my whole battery, but, uh, it was almost the whole battery and it was just one long line. And it took me like three, three packs to get it how I wanted it, but it's just fun doing that kind of stuff. And then I don't know if anyone, I like, I watched Air Blasters, uh, kind of like his how to on Real Steady like his settings and like how to use it because it's not as easy as you i mean it is pretty easy but like figuring out the tricks it's uh can be kind of frustrating but he used he says he used this 4k 60 frames a second which i tried that but like for some reason even if i'm just there were some spots like i i would fly where i'd like be coming up over a tree like super smooth not doing any like jerky stuff coming up over a tree but in the program once i've layered real study over it i don't know what happened it, and anybody that has real study knows what i'm talking about it like freaks out and like shakes really bad so what you end up having to do is like keyframing it down to like zero you know percent stabilization over that part and then bringing it back up to you know whatever that's i think it's 50 is the stock real steady setting. So I was doing that, but then I started, I tried 2.7K, 120 frames a second. And dude, I don't, I don't have to do that at all. I guess because I'm giving it more frames to work with, it, it works like flawlessly. So that's, I guess, a tip anyone that's using it. Yeah, that makes sense that. to me. Like, I've never messed around with real steady, but I've done like a couple of shots using warp stabilizer and Adobe. And I found that if I do it in 120 frames and slow it down and stabilize it in slow-mo and then re-speed it back up, for some reason it's like the stabilization can grab the frames a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I think that's, yeah, I think that's all it was is maybe there's just a, too much of a gap in between the frames and it, like, lost and it didn't know what to grab on the next frame and it just goes crazy. Yeah, would you say, would you... After using and purchasing Real Steady, would you say it's worth the price? You know, it. I'm not trying to make money at this. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, like, and like, don't feel like we already spend the money on the hobby, right? Like, it's not like four hundred no, bucks for it, us. And that's like, what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say is like, dude, it's it's just yes, it's worth it. If that's what, if you want to make those kind of videos, it's. So worth it. Um, it's, I mean, that's a quad. That's I mean, how yeah. many people, how many people in this hobby like buy a quad? Like I have four quads and I use one. Like that's all I use. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, how many quads do, do people have that they actually don't need? So that, I mean, that, that's not the, it's just such a hobby to me, you know, I, I just felt like I wanted to spend it. It's, I think it's worth it, personally, the way 
what I'm wanting to do with my content for sure. And also, like, I also look at it like I did a video. I was in uh, New Mexico. It's the the rock formation called Ship Rock, and I flew that with GoPro stabilization. And I still had like shakes because it was like the wind was absolutely insane. But I mean, how often are you going to be in that spot? You know what I mean? We drove. <laughs> I we where we were at. We were in Albuquerque, and that was like four. What was it? Like four hour drive. And my wife and I woke up at like three in the morning and drove all the way out there just so I could fly that spot. And I like to think of it like if you're going to be doing that kind of stuff where you're going to go, I mean, it's, it's not a once in a lifetime opportunity, but you're not going to get too many chances to fly that and say you don't want to use real, you don't want to use stabilization, but you fly it and you have shaky footage from wind. I mean, yeah, you can save it with real steady, and then you have, like, a dope edit. Yeah, you which is, I mean? like... So that's all. That, that would just make me sleep better at night, in a way. Because, like, you know when you hit a spot, and it's exactly. windy, and you're like, fuck this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. So, and then, like, uh, who was it? Oh, no, I was reading someone, you know, Rotorite's Facebook page. Uh Today, some guy posted something with Real Steady. And in the comments, I was reading it, and what the guy said was, like, true. He said, I mean, as long as you're not trying to pass it off as, like, oh, this is my tuned quad, you know, I'm flying this smooth without it. I mean, I'm not hiding the fact that I'm using Real Steady. It's just what I want to do. Yeah, well, and I feel like... Okay, so real steady, it's four hundred dollars, right? Yes. Yeah. So, a in order to get real steady, you have to care enough about flying and how it looks in order to spend that money on it. And so, if you're at that decision, that means you've already put the time into like how your flying looks without it. Like most people I've used real steady aren't like people trying to patch a tune. They're like pretty much masters of their craft or like you know super smooth on the sticks and then they're like i kind of want to do this next thing it's not people that are like i don't know why my ishin wizard isn't working but i'm going to strap <laughs> real steady on it you know? <laughs> yeah for sure that i i definitely agree it's like buying like a high-end japanese chef's knife like it's not going to make you better but if you are good it might make your life a little easier like more enjoyable yeah 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 do you feel like the real yeah, steady that, side of your flying? Because I feel like when you're flying for cinematic purposes, you're like hyper focused on like your thumbs and like your yaw mixing into your roll and like shit like that. Yes. Do you feel like that has inherently made you better at the flippies and the turkeys side of flying? Like the muscle memory side? Uh, no, I don't. I think if anything, cause dude, I can, I can go, you know, rip a pack, flippy floppy or whatever, and I'll get, you know, two minute flight. But if I go out and want to get a cinematic shot, I can literally get like four and a half minutes out of one pack for us. Yeah. 1500. So it's, but to your question, no, because I'm not, I don't know. 
I'm more conscious of my thumb, especially the throttle. The rolling pitch doesn't – I don't really think about that as much when I'm getting those cinematic shots because, it, you're, like you said, it is all – it's kind of all throttle and y'all on some of the, you know, angles you want to get. But you notice if your if your gimbal isn't super smooth. Like, you're moving it – you're moving your – Thumb so so little that whole time that if it like grips a little bit like you feel it. Whereas if you're doing like you know flippy floppies, you're just up and down on it, and you don't you don't notice any tension or whatsoever you know whatsoever in there. So, but I don't think it. Uh, I guess flying the cinematic, it it actually gets you rusty at uh, freestyle. That's exactly why every once in a while I go rip a pack. Yeah, I feel like for me it makes me, like, lazy. It is a stress reliever, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And the cinematic shit, like, makes me maybe a little lazier at the freestyle flying because I'm, like, I'll be, like, like doing a trick and, like, snap out of it and be, like, oh, look at that tree. And, like, you know, just graze over it and then, like, go back into it. Bro, where is that spot you've been posting lately with those trees, dude? That looks like such a dope spot. The park? Uh, yeah, it looks like a park. Yeah, it, dude, God, it's the most random you park. Absolutely kill it there. It's the center of our town, but it's on the corner of the busiest intersection by nothing, so no one is ever there. Like, you know? Oh, because they don't want to be next to the intersection. Yeah, like all you hear is like traffic and cars and people revving it and like you know just horns and shit. So it's like the worst place parked. But for flying, the only thing that's there is the Humane Society is closed. So if you go there during the day, there's people like walking dogs everywhere and then there's our fairgrounds which sometimes have horses which i don't like i try not to blow up my personal close to home spots ever like if there's something going on or i feel a little weird about it i just bail because i'm like i'd rather fly here another day than like have this talk yeah (laughs) ruin this spot yeah that makes sense but yeah i've just been trying to milk it before the leaves go yeah you're killing it you got some smooth flying Thanks, man. Which is, like, why I was wondering about the flying, because for me, I feel like, like, I flew freestyle so much that, like, the tricks and shit and just my relation to the sticks with my thumbs became such muscle memory that, for me, it was, like, the precision of where my thumb is at. Like, I used to get shakes, or, like, I call them the huckabucks when you get nervous, you know, or, like, you had a close call, like, you kind of start to, like, just get off of it, and now I'll be, I'll be, like, trying to hold it so steady, I'll get, like, some vibration, like, when you're, like, if you drink a cup of coffee and you're trying to solder, like, the smallest wire and you just can't get, you know, you have to, like, time it almost. I've been there, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like that's what it gets to, and then it's, like, how how long can I hold this without flinching and hope I just don't hit this shit? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you just gotta hold out and just pray you make it just so you don't have that little bit of a blip in the throttle in the footage. <laughs> yeah. And then it looks the sickest when you just like, when you're like, Oh, he looks committed. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. He almost hit that. That was dead. <laughs> yeah. Just hook it at a tree and then find the gap afterwards. So like getting, into the cinematic stuff and, like, balancing out with freestyle, do you feel like the cinematic aspect has made you, like, hyper-conscious of tuning before you got into real study? Um, to be honest, I've never been, like, uh, a big 
like tuner. I, I weird. I would tweak a few things. I usually go up a little on my P. Do I? Like your footage looks amazing. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've never been a real big tuner like this. Like, I mean, not that it matters with this one. I mean, this this quad flies super smooth, you know, without any stabilization. But it's like, I think it's beta flight three point five, and I think I took a screenshot of it. If she asked, but. I don't know. I only I only went up just a little bit on E and like a, a few clicks on D and like everything else, all the filtering, all that. I don't. I'll be honest. I don't fucking know it. <laughs> I don't know much about the filtering. <laughs> I just like I put it on there, you know, go fly. But yeah, um, beforehand. The mid mid draw oscillation, you know, every once in a while you get. I don't know a quad that just you can't. I can't get rid of it. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it just is. I feel you. Like there's no. I I would build like two quads, you know, and one would just have it identical parts. But yeah, I I don't. Yeah. So, um, and it and it like uh, in time of day. I mean, if you go out in the middle, even like. I don't care whose squad you have. Like, if you go out in the middle of the day and the sun's right overhead with no ND filter or anything like that. Give me that ND64. Yeah. I mean, you're going to see, like, there's going to be some shake, but... um, Is this an Instagram edit or a YouTube edit? Because there is a difference. Yeah. You got to keep in mind how big the screen's going to be. They're going to be watching all (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I figure most people watch it on laptops, if I had to guess, so I figure this clip's going to be okay. Yeah, this size will be fun. Yeah. Do you, have you learned... Yeah, that... Do you, I, do you, like, I'm, I'm assuming you run ND filters. Yeah, yeah, I got the, um... The... Uh, one... The Pro. A little three-pack. Like, the, the gold ones or whatever, bronze? Yeah, the... Stupid expensive ones. They're like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Have you broken <laughs> one yet? I broke one. Right? Okay, yeah. Super fizz. <laughs> so yeah. So anybody that's listening, if you have those filters, if you send them a personal email saying, "Yo, I broke the ND8 filter. Can I just buy this filter?" They will sell you it for forty dollars. But now seems I legit. This little, this sweet little. Bumper on it now. Oh, that's nice. I bet you that unless you get like a direct to glass impact, you'll probably yeah. be fine. Yeah. So, do you have any other yeah. like things you do to smoothen out your footage, or is that pretty much it? Um. Yeah, just real steady and you know, ND filter. That's that's it, man. That's gold. Yeah. And then the white balance, I think, is it? I have my. Hold on, I'll tell you. I think I have my. So I do it at 2.7k, one, 120 frames a second, with my shutter speed at uh, one over 240. And then white balance is 
5500K medium sharpness. And like the ISO, I mean, ideally I try and do, you know, 100, but sometimes I gotta go, I don't like to go any higher than 400. Yeah, same. Do you feel like that's a big overlooked part of recording FPV footage is people taking the time to do that shit? Um, to be honest, if you go fly at like, you know, the right time of day, like the golden hour, you know, in the morning or in the, cause last, a lot of last like, two to three morning, hours or first two to three hours of the day. Yeah. I would even say like the last hour. I mean, if you're not going to do ND filters, I mean, you're, it's gonna look pretty good with stock stuff, you know what I mean. But if you want that, so, I don't know. I saw, you know, <laughs> to be honest, I, I get a lot of inspiration from Air Blaster. So he did one video where he's in that little, it's like a mill, an engine, yeah, mill or something. Dude, I don't, I don't understand how he got the color to look like that. <laughs> really pisses me off <laughs> but uh that that clip is but, like it doesn't it doesn't even look real i mean i don't when i look at that clip i don't think fpv like that's the level it's on you're like hey, what's going on yeah what like a wizard is flying around this fucking <laughs> yeah like if i saw that on like a different feed i wouldn't assume that was done with a quad i would be like oh exactly. that's cool what the fuck <laughs> how did they get those shots yeah, yeah. That's on. That's next level. Um, yeah. So like, it sounds like you kind of just take the time, or like at least have the knowledge to like understand what different things in your setup do, and kind of like, I mean, do you change like GoPro settings on like a spot to spot, like spot to spot basis? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, like, dude, like now, I used to just be like, okay, I'm driving home from work. I don't care what the sun's like, whatever. This is before I got the, you know, ND filters, and I would just go, like, rip a spot, which is totally cool. I, you know, that's, I still like doing that, but, like, now, like, trying to put a video out every Saturday, like, I think, I mean, I plan a trip out, like, a, you know, Google uh, Maps or whatever, and so I just flew a spot yesterday that... Like, I planned it out. It's, like, some park. It's, like, a creek uh, in the woods. It had a bridge and, like, a waterfall and stuff. I'm actually editing as, like, when you sent me the request, I was editing it. But, I mean, I planned that out. And, like, it's, uh, and I was thinking about it as I was doing it. It was, like, dang, it's so crazy how much time I'm putting into this. And, like, the only reward I'm going to get is, like, a finished, like, a, a minute and a half, two minute clip. But it was like a 35 minute drive and then I had to hike like 30 minutes and, you know, I flew one section of the spot. I probably took me an hour to get like the line that I wanted. And like I tried it with an ND filter and I didn't like the way it looked. So I took it off and put the, it was in, like a shady area. So I just put the regular lens on and just stuff like that. But yeah, I definitely changed it. According here you know, to the sun, really. Sometimes it, it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, I feel like it's if you really care about the footage, which like people are in this hobby for different things. Like some people like the tinkering in the building, some people like the ripping, some people like the racing, and some people like the finished product of this whole thing. 
And if you like really care about that finished product, then like I feel like this is the natural progression is like getting all like into every little thing, you know, like becoming a master of the craft essentially. Yeah. And it's yeah, like definitely like learning from your mistakes. Like I there's been a few times like I've gone and filmed and like, oh that was dope. I got the shot and I got back and put it on my computer and I was like, What the hell is this? And, like, it was unuseful. Like, I didn't even use the footage, and, like, I spent so much time going to fly there and everything, so. Yeah. Yeah. You, you learn, and if you really care, like, you, the, only, the only stupid mistake made is a mistake made twice. And if you really care, you, yes. like, and it's like a natural learning curve, uh, like, getting into that type of flying. Because for me, like, now, I used to just think about the spot, and it could be whatever, and I didn't care. And now, like... I can't think of the last time where I flew between like 11 a.m. and like 4 p.m. Oh yeah. Like I, I like I can't even quite enjoy myself as much because for me the footage I come back with is a huge chunk of the fun. Yeah. And the more I care about it as uh, whatever it is and like take it seriously, like I always have this debate with people is like as you get more into this hobby, is it more fun like? You know, like, when you were, like, the first six months was probably the most, like, carefree, like, uh, whatever, you know, like, I just did a roll through a gap for the first time kind of vibe. But I think as you get into it, like, the candid, novel, fun moments are less, but as a whole, it's much more rewarding and, like, fulfilling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, like, to be honest... If there were no GoPros, if we weren't, like, filming, I, I mean, there's no way I think I would be in this happy. I mean, I like to race. Not as much anymore, but... Which is what I was gonna, um, I, I was actually going to ask about that, because I feel like this is a really interesting, like, uh, contrast, is that you have raced, and you, you got some money in your hand, and one of your Instagram pictures on the top of a podium, so... Yeah, uh, well, yeah. Um, so there were, let's see, it was, I'm so horrible with like the timeline, but you know, I started playing, um, yeah, I did some local races cause we used to have a, maybe like a race a month in Atlanta, but the guy that would host our races kind of fell out and anyways, so we don't, we didn't have any races anymore. So we would like every once in a while have a race and you know, I would go to it and obviously freestyle is what I, you know, always like spent most of my time doing. And so Velocidrone came out and I originally, you know, started playing that to, you know, do like free, you know, learn freestyle stuff without just going a quad, you know, trying to learn it before I go out and do it. But the multiplayer, you know, racing on it was actually really dope. And I started, dude, I would play it for, I don't know how many hours I have in that game. <laughs> but uh, I started racing a lot. And then, and I think it was, it was 2016, I missed the regional qualifier. This is all multi-GP racing. So I missed the regional qualifier. And they had a... Um, the wild, they had like 10 spots for a wild card for the regional finals. And so I went and I actually made it into the finals and I don't know how I did. I didn't do that great. But then like I was on the list 
and they started like asking people and if they didn't want to go, they'd ask the next and then so on and so forth. So they finally got to me and emailed me, do you want to go to the finals in Muncie, Indiana? I was like, yeah, man. Uh, so a, a buddy of mine got a hotel and I got the rental car and I, I flew up and met him. And yeah, it was fun as hell. I mean, I sucked it. I was racing an alien, <laughs> a five-inch alien. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and I only had one quad. That's what was so funny is all these guys are sitting there with like seven quads on the table, and I'm like, I hope I don't crash mine. <laughs> <laughs> and it weighs yeah, twice so, as much as yours. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so yeah, no, I did the best I could. I think I got like. Yeah, I don't know what I got that year. But anyways, so then I kind of started taking it a little bit more serious. I say serious. I, I took Velocidrome a little more serious. And then the next year, it was 2017, I did the regional qualifier, and I got third. Yeah, I got third in the regional qualifier. I went to the regional finals, and the top six got to, got to go to Reno, guaranteed. And I actually made it in sixth. I, I was super stoked. That's so badass. I got, yeah. So I, you know, went out to Reno, and that was, like, still to this day, it's, like, one of the sickest FPV trips because myself and a uh, a guy, his, his handles uh, Maker FPV, his name's Dave Schmidt, and then um, Josh Lewis, we all, you know, we went out there. And drove from like, Sacramento over to Reno through you know Lake Tahoe and just Dude, flew I just did on the that way. Oh uh, yeah, oh going out to Cali, yeah, yeah. I bet that, that's like the sickest drive. Yeah, the I mean, time, I was just like, can we stop? Can we stop? Can we stop? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so you know, we we finally get to Reno, and I did. I think I got, I, I ended up 57th, you know, out of like, I think 150 that were at the event. So, you know. Almost top third. I think if I put, yeah, if, if I mean, if I put more time into it, I just, it's just such, it's so stressful. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like how stressful it is, and I don't like how, you know, little, that, the only thing I remember about that whole trip going out to Reno is, flying, like, mountains and stuff. Like, the, the freestyle footage that I got, I could care less about the actual race. Have you have you done, like, other competitive shit in your life before? Uh, just skateboarding, which that's a little different because at least, like, when you're practicing for, like, a contest, you can skate. It's not like you got to wait. You're going to blast someone's channel if you plug in, like, stuff like that is... Yeah, I like when I raced mountain like downhill mountain bikes. It was the same thing. Like they would just drop a rider every thirty seconds down the course, and in practice, it was a free run. Like there could be like you know eighty people on the course, but it's like three miles long, so no one really cares. Yeah, and you can just lap that shit. Yeah, like you're you're constantly getting you pass someone. There's no like you're blasting me out of the air kind of shit. Like exactly. (laughs) And it's like when we were in Reno, it was like. I think I flew every hour and a half. 
that's like how long it took me to do like one heat, the next heat, and then you know you fly. I got I think I got mid aired one time, and then you're out. It wasn't even your fault. You just you're out. That's it. Whole drive. So everything. Then you gotta wait. And, yeah. So. Um. So yeah, I I mean I, I had a fun time out there. It's cool, you know, being around you know quads, even if you're not like racing, just seeing everyone talking to them. But this past year, I guess the photo you're talking about is the regional qualifier. They had a double header, so they had a regional qualifier in Huntsville, Alabama on Saturday and Sunday. And on the Saturday, I got second. And then uh, Sunday is when I got first. And actually, for the Southeast at that time, they I think they did like a couple more qualifiers after that, but at that time I was sitting, I think, like, 22nd in the southeast. But uh, I uh, had a chance to, the weekend that the regional finals was, I could either go to Oregon, the Oregon coast, and fly that kind of stuff, or go race, and I chose Oregon. Dude, even if nothing but that one freeze frame you took of the white wildflowers going down the cliff was the only thing that happened on that whole Oregon trip, I think it still would have been Bro, worth it. Bro, I don't know. That's a GoPro clip. And I, I like, I, that's, <laughs> to this day, like, I just did a little bit of tweaking and, like, uh, what is that app? The VSCO or whatever that app. I just did, like, a, a couple of tweaks, and I was, like, looking at it, I was like, dude, that looks so dope. Dude, one of the sickest, so, yeah. like, mid-FPV, uh, yeah, way sicker, I mean, in my opinion, way sicker than going over race. Oh, yeah. I, I Believe me, I'm not sad that I didn't go at all. <laughs> I really, yeah, and I, like, I mean, I would, I'm not that into racing at all. I enjoy going to races and, like, hanging out, like, going into the, with that mindset. Like, I'm not here to fly. Like, I'm here to watch the show, like, shoot the shit. It's more like a social thing. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Freestyle, like, freestyle, especially for myself, like, you know, I can burn in, like, 12 packs in, like, 50 minutes just get it all, just get that angst out, like, I need to go fly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm the, I don't like waiting. Yeah, that's the worst part is just that wait. Yeah. Moving away from. God forbid someone takes you out, and then you gotta wait even longer. Yeah, I feel like with those intangible things, right, like, someone takes you out, your VTX burns out, like, there's just so many fucking, it's so technology-based. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's not, like, ironed out, like, eSports, like, PC gaming or something, where people aren't, like, my CPU failed, like, every four months, you know? Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck, what was I gonna say? Uh, oh, yeah. Mo- moving on from that, I was going to say, how do you, like, perceive the, as Willard and I said, the spobby, sport and hobby of FPV? Like, what's your two cents on, like, what's going on with FPV right now? You mean it's, like, some people trying to make it a career and then some people just, as a hobby? Yeah, it, yeah, like, that part of it, um, like, what is perceived in the world as, like, good piloting or, like, good content, you know, like, people that 
blast content for likes instead of the quality of content? Like, what's your perception of FPV? Because you found your niche and you seem like super, like vested in it. You're like you're doing your thing and it's pretty, it's working out, killing it. But what do you think about well, like the, the mass of it? I and then I don't think it. I think whatever you got into this to do, if that's what you want to do, you know, if you want to do cinematic, if you just literally want to post stuff just to get likes, I mean, no one's stopping you. You know, I think if that's what you want to do it for, then that's what you want to do it for. I mean, there's, I don't see a problem in any of it. And that's why a lot of times I hate going on. I mean, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You just scroll through the Rotor Riot. Dude, page. TMZ. Like, dude, yes, it's like, I mean, you see a guy, like, like clearly he just started, right? And he, he asked what to someone that's been doing it for three years, that's a dumb question. But to him, it's like a question that he has no idea, he can't find it online, he's hoping someone that has knowledge is going to answer it, and all they do is shit on people, and it's just, like, crazy to me. And the people that shit on that person are, like, four months further in the hobby. They're not, like, yeah. some person that, you know, like, it's not, like, schizos of, like, steals and, like, Johnny's of the world shitting on people. It's, like, the person exactly. that's, like, 8% better than them and that just learned yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I mean, that... Oh, that, that's super annoying. I hate that part about it, but... I don't know, like, yeah, find, like, I'd say if you found a groove that you like to, if you just like to literally go out, you know, rip a crap ton of packs and, like, not even edit, just, the, the only thing I'll say that's kind of annoying when I see a footage, like, see a video and I click it on Instagram and the motor sound is, like, crazy loud, that's the only pet peeve I have. Like, I don't mind the motor motor sound, like, if you, like, turn it down just a little bit, I don't care. It's, like, when I get blasted with it. That's the only pet peeve I have. But if you, if you don't want to edit or anything like that, you just want to post. Dude, I follow plenty of people on Instagram that don't really edit. They just post stuff, and I, I like their I like their stuff. Yeah, I feel like there's a big enough, like, space in this hobby for all of us. It's pretty much just, like, the, the pent-up haters. Yeah, you're going to have that. I mean, it's, like... Yeah, and like I'll help out anybody that ever asks, but it's like the the attitude they take about it, you know. Like I'll either get yeah. like people that hit me up or like are trying to seek help that have like researched everything about they're trying to do and they can't figure out this one thing, so they're like, "I'm running on this loop time, like this ESC protocol. What should this setting be?" And I'm like, "Okay," versus someone that's like, "How do you set up this race flight board?" And it's I'm like, like, okay, there's videos on that, man. Yeah. Or Do like, all that and then come back to me, and if you still can't figure it out, yeah, yeah I know what, what you're talking about. What does, like, the 2207 part of the motor mean? It's like that knowledge exists. You know, you can find that. And then the other Very huge, easily. Other huge yeah. pet peeve is people that, like, try to, like, preach or, like, you know, like, post something or, like, comment on something or they're, like, highly opinionated and then you go to their page and their, like, piloting and footage is worse significantly than the person yeah. that they're commenting on. It's like, you're not going to tell Ryan Sheckler how to skate if you just learn how to ollie, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's funny, okay, so, like, 
you know, on some of my videos, like, I'll get a crap ton of, you know, likes. And there's, not on all the videos, but there's always, like, one dislike. And I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I really do like that. <laughs> I just, I, I think it's awesome. But, like, there's, like, one, I've never, like, really got called out for, like, being irresponsible. And that, that video I did, a, it was just a few, a couple, I think it was, like, second to last video, I flew through a boat. Dude, out on the water. So sick. Yeah, thanks, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but, like, so I got, I don't know, like, I think just over a thousand views on it. I got a bunch of likes, you know, a bunch of good comments on all, all of the platforms. So irresponsible. Like, yada, yada, yada. And I was, and I was like, first off, it's my best friend of like 20 years. That's his dad's boat, right? And then my wife is the one sitting in the front. Both of them were like, dude, you should fly through the boat while we're flying out there. Or while we're, you know, riding the boat out there. And I was like, I wasn't going to do it. I had not planned on doing it. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to, I just want to get some passes around you. And, like, after he turned and I, like, was aiming at it, I was like, damn, this is this is lined up pretty good. I should, I should like, ease in. And, like, I got to the point where it was either go through or bail out. And I passed the bailout spot. And I went through. But, you know, that guy, he, he – commented and I responded. I told him, you know, dude, I, I would not have tried that if I didn't think that I could make it. Yeah, it's not like you're just Anytime. buzzing some fucking rental boat on, like, Lake Powell. <laughs> like, just some family. Exactly. Like. exactly. And then not only that, dude, does he not know how to disarm? Like, the motor stopped. Like, if anything was to happen, I would have disarmed. No one would have gotten, like, hurt. But, yeah, that's, like, that's, like, one of the only negative comments. And, like, one other, one other guy... He was cool about it on Facebook. He was like, when I posted the video, he was like, he's like, man, that's sick, but you're probably going to get a little bit of negative feedback. I was like, oh, well, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Yeah, I feel you. When I dropped the video of chasing the pelicans, that's kind of how I felt. I was like, there's going to be people out there that are be like, you're disturbing dope, nature. Super dope video, by the way. Thank right. you. But, dude, those yeah. pelicans, I was like, check out their vibe. They are we're in this. Like, this is, we're a unit yeah. right now. <laughs> You're their wingman, okay? Yeah. They have accepted me in this moment. Dude, and that was, my timer went off, like, five seconds into that going on. And I was like, I was like, I'm just not going to throttle out anywhere, and I'm just going to ride this moment out. And then, like, the second it happened, I just, like, turned off the beach and landed. And I was like, ah, i got to go to the hotel room and dump this footage real quick. Yes, yeah, I'm not doing another flight with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll be back um, in 15 minutes. Yeah, so it's funny that you have a Pelican, like, video like that, because I, I, uh, it was, this was a little bit after you posted that. Um, I went down to Florida. There's a place called Cape Sandblast, and it's kind of the same scenario. I was on, I hadn't switched to Crossfire. I was still, I was running, like, an XR, XSR, or whatever. And, you know, I'm flying out over, like, this bay. And it's, I mean, it's super shallow. And there was a bunch of, like, pelicans out there chilling. And, like, I flew by them. And they all took off and, like, started going out. And I'm like. This is my moment. Yeah. So I'm flying. And 
Dude, I, like, I get lost. You know how you get, like, lost in the flight? And you're, like, nothing, you're not worried about signal or battery Anything. life or whatever. Yeah. And then I realized, like, damn, I should probably turn around because I'm, like, way out. And I, when I turned around, I didn't even know where I was on the shore. I just, like, punched it, like, straight. <laughs> I was like, please don't fail safe. Please don't fail safe. But I made it back, and I was, that's another, I was pretty stoked on that footage. Yeah. That, that kind of shit, I mean, I, like, you know that, like, Nurk uploading the training video was, like, mm. But, yeah. yeah, you know, and dude, he got so many views on that video, dude. That that video, I mean that that video put him on like Gizmodo and shit. You know, like he was like well, beyond FPV. He's an excellent pilot. Don't get me wrong, but I've never seen so much like luck in one pack. <laughs> it's unreal, dude. Straight up. <laughs> From like I used, a, think, yeah. I used to think Johnny FBB. I, I used to think Johnny had like, at like the beginning, I thought his stuff was luck. Well, that turned out it was just skill. Like when he misses, like you know, trees by an inch and shit. That's what happens when you fly forty packs and edit, you know, twenty seconds out of three of them. Yeah, but yeah, that that video was crazy, and that was actually that was. Um, that was when we were in Reno that he filmed that. That's crazy. Yeah. Fucking. Uh, do you do you like look at other like people like Johnny and shit like that for like the shit like that inspire you? Or are you on like your own level of like in FPV right now, where you like have ideas oh, you're no, trying to no. accomplish? Um. Yes and no. I like a lot of Johnny's stuff. Like when he posted that Dominican Republic video, dude, I was absolutely blown away. Like I, I think I watched that shit like fifteen times, just like back to back to back. And dude, I constantly am getting inspiration from like like Johnny Air Blaster, um, you. Thanks, man. Who else? Uh, was one of the. I mean, there's plenty of people I get inspiration from, but it's just like a different type of inspiration now. Like, it's definitely geared towards cinematic stuff. Yeah, I feel like sometimes, uh, like the insp- like there's always inspiration, but like it used to be like a whole pilot's edit, and now like a Johnny video will come out, and there'll be like one three second thing he does where I'm like. Ooh, I yeah. see what you did on Yaw there. Like, I'm going to go try yeah. that, you know, versus, like, the whole edit yeah. where I'm like, that's a sick vibe. Yeah, like, okay, so, for instance, uh, the Ethan. The high flight. High, high flight. Like, I don't, that's not how I fly, how he flies. I mean, even when, like, I'm not flying, like, cinematic, I can't fly like that. But, dude, I am just... I just don't even understand. He puts like a, a edit out every six months, but I think that makes it like even better. Because <laughs> like every time I get a notification that he dropped an edit, I'm like, oh yeah, it's time get the popcorn. Yeah, I don't. I I just don't understand how someone could be have that much precision, and it's like not an accident. Everything he does is like so coordinated. 
Yeah, that's like the, the the how deliberate it looks is what gets you. Yeah. Are there like oh man? Since you are there things you judge differently about FPV, like getting into editing and shit. Like, do you like? I know that like you don't need to judge people that are like, I'm just getting into this hobby. Check out my video or like whatnot. But like now with your critical knowledge, do you look at some people and you feel like you can like call BS a little bit or like you're like you're stretching the to- truth or like like as far as like ta- how do you mean like like FPV titled video best FPV flight ever. Oh. Like that oh, vibe. Well, Not that extreme, but like Yeah, yeah. You know, like I feel like you get I mean, you get a different click, eye click for bait it. Clickbait is clickbait. Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know. I don't you know, I don't I'm not that critical of other people's stuff typically. You know, I, I the only thing I think of is I think it's funny how Steele is so uh, is all about success now when he was knocking it so hard for like the longest time. I think that's funny. Yeah, I guess that that's a it's perfect sort of, answer because that's the shit I'm saying. Like, yeah, so you notice like if, things. If you want to do success, you know what I mean. If you want to do success, do success. That's sick. I have nothing like, but I just I don't like it. When someone is so sure of like, no, that's not the way it should be done. It's stupid. It's there's no way you're gonna be able to do that. It's stupid. And then like the next, you know, month, you're like, you know, this is pretty good. It's yeah. <laughs> you know, I like this. I guess I'll switch all my rigs to fix that stuff. It's cool. Yeah, I feel like I the key know. to, if like any content is being genuine, right? So that's like, yeah, you just call your own bluff publicly. Valid. Yeah, I and you know, uh, anyone that wants to do six S, do six S. I, I can't afford it. <laughs> I like four S too much, and it's just too. Uh, I don't know. I don't feel like switching all my stuff, and I feel like it does everything I need it to. The only thing I could think of is like long range. Yeah, and I've only done a few like super what, what what I would consider like way out of my comfort zone, which I wasn't like. I was more worried about the battery than the link, but what, what, how far out did you go, and what size prop? Uh, um, it was five inch. No, 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 no. Take that back. It was six inch, but I went as far as my battery would let me. Let's see. I went. I think like I go off milliamp. I was like seven hundred milliamp out. So then, like, coming back, you know, it was, I don't want to say I was running on fumes when I came back, because I was using a 1500, but. You couldn't afford a punch I pushed it, but, no, no. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I was just like, come on, baby, you can make this. (laughs) Don't brown out, don't brown out, don't brown out. My timer was blinking in the OSD, my my mom was blinking, I was like, come on, you got this. But it was like another one of those, like, Pelican scenarios where you're like, you're just. You're like in the zone. You don't even really think about it. I'll find it. I'll and kill the battery, but I'll find the SD card. Yeah, it doesn't I got, matter. I got a beep on that thing. I can, <laughs> I can find that. The footage is worth it. I'll sacrifice this pack. Yeah, been there where you're just like, fuck. It's only when you're flying over water that it's like a little bit more serious. You ever set one down in the drink? Knock on wood, if not. 
in a puddle. I sat it down in a freaking puddle, man. I was in a park, like there's okay, no but that's water like anywhere. I'm saying like so that, yeah. like immediately no, no, just no. take the goggles off and get in the car. Like yeah. that's what happened. Yeah, <laughs> kind of, yeah. No, I, I have knock on wood, but I've never done that. See, have you ever? And you've never just lost a quad in general. Knock on wood. No, that's good, dude. I've uh, I've it was not too long ago. I posted a video and I fell safe. But I was right next to my house, and uh, yeah, I it dropped and it was way out. I say way out. It like I fly like a mile from my subdivision, but then I fly towards my subdivision. It's like a little, it's not a mountain. It's like a hill, and like I fly to it, and I was flying back. I'm sorry, did you say a mountain say, in Georgia? No, I said hill. I okay. said I said it's like a mountain, but a hill. Okay. Yeah, there are no mountains. <laughs> even even what people call uh, mountains are hills. Yeah. So, but anyways, yeah. So I fell sick, and I knew where I fell sick. I was familiar with the area, and I ended up finding it. But yeah, I that's was not too sweating. bad. The only thing I was thinking the whole because I'm on 800 milliwatt, and I was just like, don't burn this, don't burn this. Uh. VPX up, please don't burn this VPX. That's the only thing, because I, I knew I was going to find it. The only thing it's is... It's only a matter of time. Have, yeah. I had the... It was a 10-minute warning that the ESC started beeping, or that, you know, that my... It started... I don't have a buzzer, but they started beeping, and I was like, oh, there it is. And I was like 30 feet from it, but I could not find it. But as soon as it started beeping, I grabbed it. And then I went directly home, and put those beeps on a switch. <laughs> yeah, good call. If, because I feel like the uh, the beeping for me one time, I got my quad stuck in a tree on the Cali trip, and I couldn't get it out. This tree was like fucking Velcro. Like I would – I picked up a log, and it was like what you would put in a fire, and I was like, oh, this will get it out. And I threw it up there, and it just stuck into the tree, the whole log. And I tried oh, that. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" So I threw like thirteen more logs in there, and it wouldn't come out. And so I had to like, we had to leave. It was with Ryder FPV. I had to leave, go get a rope, come back, and like the first time I shook it, all this shit came out of the tree. But before I left, I was worried about like the ESC timers going off or the ESC beeper, and we're by a hiking trail. Like someone else could be motivated, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I worry about that, like getting something stuck in a tree, and then it's just beeping for like 30 minutes, and I'm like, fuck. Dang. Yeah, I bet you were, <laughs> I bet you were so bummed when he threw that log up there to just... <laughs> Dude, first try, too. You were getting a quad out like that. Yeah, like I was like, this... If, are you kidding me? And like, if it was the old HQ props that you can just break off at the... Like, at the... Uh, just arm that shit and throttle it out. <laughs> yeah, they would all just like shatter off and the thing falls out, yeah. you know. But like all the new HQ props, uh, just like wrap themselves. And I run reverse props, and it was stuck on the side, so it was just like like oh. mulching itself into the flight controller, essentially. What did that flight? Con- did you ever get it back? Yeah, I got it back. Yeah. What did that flight controller like? Solid green. Yeah, solid green. Borderline moss was growing on it. Something to that effect. <laughs> uh, what's the worst FPV thing that's ever happened to you? 
besides breaking your neighbor's window. Yeah. Like, have you ever had to deal with, like, shitty people while you're flying or anything? Like, like, like bystanders or anything? Um, I think. No. I, I don't, if I, like, I'm not, like, one of those people, I, I don't like flying around people. I hate it. I mean, like, other, other pilots, yeah, but, like. Bystanders. Yeah, soft see, targets. Yeah. Yeah, soft. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if I see someone, I, like, I'll, I'll either wait, you know, if I, if I feel like they're only gonna be there for a minute, I'll wait, um, or else I'll just bail. But, like, I, I've never had any, like, I've never, like, armed. Well, I take that back. This isn't, like, the worst thing. This is probably the the dumbest thing I've ever done. It's, like, I was at a race, and I clipped a gate. I clipped the start-finish gate, and it was, like, it was, like, conduit, and it, like, snapped my arm, right? And I walk out to get the quad. I don't unplug it. And I'm like, I'm carrying it, like, because the arm's, like, flopped over, so I don't want to put stress on the wires and, you know, coming from the, like, or the ESC. So I'm, like, holding it like this, and I arm it. Dude, I arm it, and it's, but it was so close to my skin. Like, it it got a few turns and, like, skimmed my skin, and, like, I, you know, I just dropped the quad and, like, disarmed. And I had a couple, it didn't slice my skin, it just had, like, a couple of rub marks. But it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, you're lucky you armed it like it didn't get the the torque on it, you know, like it was too close. Yeah, it was too close to me. But if, if, yeah, if I had been a little bit further, that could have been, you know, a lot worse. You got to get that double arm, Um, dude. So, yeah, I still don't have that. I probably won't do that either. It's never saved me, but I run it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's not a bad thing at all. (laughs) No. But, um, so, you know, I never conformal coded my stuff until I got back from Oregon. Actually, I, I ordered it off of Amazon, like, that day. I don't know if you saw that flight when I was flying over that wave and it, like, splashed. Yeah, like, yeah. The spray hit my... That's the first time I've been hit by, like, water like that. And, like, I guess it got... I don't know what it hit on my quad, but as soon as it hit it, all of the OSD menu for my camera came up, like, as I was flying. I was what? like, whoa. <laughs> so, like, I, so I punched. My main thing was, like, stay smooth because this footage is going to look dope. Because I, I wanted to, like, you know, finish the turnout to where I didn't, like, freak out. But then I punched it towards the shore and flew back. But, yeah, when I got back from that trip, I was like, yeah, I'm going to conformal code everything. Dude, I feel like that's hyper lucky, especially considering the conversation we just had. Like, that's the only yeah. thing that happened when your quad was wet. Was your fucking camera OSD pop back on? That's like... Dude, I lucked out. Yeah, are you kidding me? And I don't know how... I know you saw Air Blaster's little clip he posted not too long ago. When he when that wave... Yeah. He was flying on the coast and that wave... Dude, I don't know how that wave didn't take him out. That was like... A decent amount of water. I mean, if you're going fast enough, none of that water gets around the back of your FPV cam. You might be good. That's true. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, it's pulling straws. You know? Yeah, definitely sketchy. 
Super lucky. And, like, you don't have to deal with snow or frost. Oh, I have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, where at? Uh, my buddy, uh, like a childhood friend, he lives up in Whitefish, Montana. Okay. And I, I got snowboarding up there every year. And this past year I brought my stuff. And, dude, we, we were right outside, like, his apartment on this hill. I did a video. It's, like, actually the beginning of the video. I just, dude, it's probably, like, three feet of powder. And if my buddy wasn't spotting, like, watching my quad, I would never have gotten that quad. It was so buried. Yeah, it just gone. And it was, a, yeah, it was, a, like, a scraggler. You know, I'm flying down through these trees, and then, like, one little tiny branch clipped me, and it just rolled straight in the snow. I was like, shit. But I, I still wanted to film. We'll come back in the gonna, spring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I ended up tearing the whole quad apart, and I didn't have conformal padding on that. I just tore it apart and blow-dried it, and it was good to go in like 30 minutes. Was it super cold out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, feel like that's, what, like, flying in the winter here, that's what does it. Like, if it's well below freezing and you crash in the snow, you're probably good because that shit's not really, like, turning into water. Liquidy. Yeah. Yeah. But if yeah. you crash in, like, slush or it's warmer out, you know, then it's, like, shit. Could be some problems. Yeah. Because I've never conformable kind yeah, of anything, but I've never, I've never, like, crashed straight into water i guess like deep water or like a deep puddle but i've crashed and it's like snowballed my shit and yeah you can't keep flying it in the moment you like i always let it thaw for yeah. like a day and a half yeah like just set yeah, it rice or something but it always comes back yeah even when i landed in a puddle like i just unplugged the battery and like didn't you know obviously didn't try and rearm or anything and literally just took the quad apart and let it dry and it was fine yeah. What about uh, what about dream spots or like things you haven't done, you, you want to do? Um, or, um, there's plenty of spots like <laughs> it would be super illegal to fly, but God, I would love to fly. Like Yosemite, my wife and I went there earlier this year, and bro, if I I was standing. At the bottom of El Cap, I guess it's the, not Half Dome, yeah, El Cap's the other one. We're like parked at the bottom and my FDV gear is in the trunk of the car and I'm just like looking at this, like, it's like 2,000 foot up. Yeah. I was like, bro, I could rip it one time and I think we can get out of here for it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I, if I had like free reign of that park. Dude, it can be done. I researched how to. Yeah, and like you, one, you can get a film permit. Oh. Like if you get a film permit, you can fly in national parks. Is it super hard to get? I don't think it'd be super hard to get. You definitely have to have the right people. But I always thought it'd be sick to like get the comp. Like if you could get like Rebel Team Black Sheep and like one other person to pitch on that shit, I feel like those would be the right people. You know, to like and like Chad oh, Cap hell yeah, dude. you know like pitch the money and like bring out like 10 pilots or something just to have like one day of shredding but i i would imagine it's like somewhere around 10 g's or something 
Oh, yeah. It would cost some stacks because, like, I'm sure they would have to close down. Well, you know, the parts that we want to fly, there probably wouldn't be too many people below them, like directly below them. It would be, like, more of, like, the mountain climbers. Yeah, or, I mean, Uh I'll do it in the winter. I don't care. I'll do any time of the year. I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) I got jackets, man. That ain't a problem. Like, Colorado is better in the, like, it sucks because it's cold in the winter, but, like, there's no people out on the trails or, like, you can just hit different spots. Even in the mountains where you'd, like, think there wouldn't be that many people, like, out here, it's, like, pretty fucking saturated with, like, quinoa and corduroy pants and capris and shit. Dude, you gotta, you gotta let me come out there and rip with you. Dude, you should come out, man. You and your lady should come out. Yeah, dude. Uh, Seems like you travel a lot. Uh, yeah, I can be on a plane. No time. Do you get yeah, sick? Do you get Delta uh, deals? I fly for free. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Why, like the last hour and a half, you've been like, and on this trip, and on that trip, and on this trip, and on that trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, I'm super lucky i i don't take it for granted i'm super stoked about it it's actually like the main reason i wanted to get a job at delta that i tried i mean i've tried getting a job at delta since i was like 16 not 16 i guess 18 is when you oh yeah because they're hubs Atlanta, right yeah one of them i think it's like uh atlanta minneapolis seattle and salt lake are like the main ones what but there was an, there's actually an opening in Denver, and I tried to apply for it, but it. I think you have to be a Colorado resident to actually apply for it, which oh. sucks. But I, I applied for a Salt Lake spot. I just want to get out west. Yeah, I mean, Salt Lake, like, I, I really hate to say this, but Salt Lake has better mountain flying than Colorado, I think. Oh, yeah, I got, that's a... Uh, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I go out there snowboarding, you know, my buddies every year, and you know, I'm I'm more focused on snow or yeah, snowboarding than flying. But I like look at that crap, and I'm like, dude, I've been in the summertime, especially watching Provo's videos. On another level, dude. Golly. He's on another level, man. Did you get it? Like, you, did you get to fly with him? Yeah, I spent a, I, well. He, I spent a day with him on the trip, and then when the tiny invitation invitational was going on, him and I went out flying here in Colorado for a morning at like the butt crack of dawn. He was like, "I'm outside of your house." I was like, "All right, cool." <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's but definitely he, someone to go fly long range with. Yeah, he took me to the spot that was above like the BYUY, like on the side of the mountain uh, outside of Provo, Utah, and it was. Super burly. I fl- I was the only one with a five inch. He had like a six inch on like five S, and then we were with Fallen Seraph FPV, and he had like a six S setup. And so I was like just chairlifting this thing up to the top, basically, and then getting like <laughs> one rip down. But uh, watching Probo in the goggles was unreal because he would he he flew like five packs, and four of them, like the first two, he scouted out a line, and it was like burly. Like there was two blackout blind spots, like through gaps and shit, like through cliffs shit. And he scouted the line Where you just got to trust it. Yeah, where you're just, like, holding the stick input. You know, you're, like, still rolling, and you're like, I think I got this. Yeah. 
And oh so he did that for two packs, and then he like practiced it for two more packs, like same line, just shredded it. And the very last pack was when he put the GoPro on. And then did that line. Oh, he didn't have a GoPro on any of that? No, and so he practiced, like, scattered it, practiced it, and then uh, hit it with the GoPro, which I was like, dude, if you're flying in, like, that high-risk situation, like, that's a... And especially if you're at his level and you get quads for free, but not GoPros for free, like, smart move. Yeah, that, that GoPro, yeah, I guess that makes sense, though. Yeah, that's pretty smart. Well, it's kind of like what you were saying, where you, like, practice the line in that, like, river spot, but he just did the same thing and then just, like... Showtime, the the last one. Oh, I always, <laughs> I always try and like run the GoPro just in case, like by chance, I get it the first the first go. Yeah, or like a stork attacks your quad or something. Yeah, the off chance that something sick happens. That's true. Uh, last thing or last question I had was: uh, Do you listen to music when you fly? Not at all. I I get so distracted. I have, um, so like that's the hardest part of editing for me is the song. I think that's, you hear a lot of people say that, but it's definitely, like I spent like an hour and a half earlier trying to find a song for this. It's the worst. Edit I'm working on now. But I don't listen to it when I fly. There are some, like sometimes, I'll, you know, I'll listen to Spot. I have a Spotify account or whatever, and I'll just, I have, like, an FPV playlist, and, like, when I hear a song, if I'm on the, uh, I'll just, like, do, like, a radio channel with, like, Odessa or some, you know, something like that, and, like, just eventually, like, a song will come on, like, yeah, that sounds pretty dope, and I'll put it in the FPV playlist. Like, I'll start, like, if I find one song that I'm like, damn, that would be sick to make an edit to, I'll listen to it over and over and over and kind of, like, think of, you know, um, like, obviously you can't plan a flight completely out, but, like, the style of the flight, yeah, I feel like you could kind of you can play plan the vibe. around a song. Exactly. Like, how hard am I going to turn off the, am I framing shit or am I flipping shit? Exactly, yeah. That's exactly right, yeah. So, I don't listen to it when I fly, but that's, you know, sometimes I go into a flight with a song in mind. Do you, uh, do you run audio on your setup or no? Like, like prop audio? No. No. I think if I, it would be nice, uh, like sometimes when I'm like super far out, but, uh, no, I don't. Interesting. Uh... What about fuck? What was I gonna say? Uh, what about how much expo do you run? How much what? Expo. Expo. Allow me to pull the enhance. I plan for. <laughs> okay, so let me just start by saying I have ran these rates. Like you know, I've flown. I flew race flight, or I'm sorry, flight flight one forever, almost a year, and then um, I switched back to beta flight. I don't know why I did, but so even when I was on race flight, I found um, the rates that I use in beta flight. I use 
you know, a little tab you can click, like beta flight rates in yeah, yeah. flight, and you can type those rates in. So I've had those same rates, so it's like, on this drone that I do all, like, the cinematic stuff on, it's, uh, my RC rate is 1.45, I don't touch super rate, it's all 7, 0.70, and then my expo is 0.48, and for y'all it's 0.20, and it comes out to, like, 967 degrees. Word. On rolling pitch. So, yeah. It's pretty... I don't know. What do you run? Uh, my, well, I run the flight one shit, so, like, my numbers are different. Oh, yeah. But I run a thousand degrees a second. I run, I would say, more super rate than you, same amount of expo, and a little bit less RC rate. I actually. But the one thing, like, last week, Willard, I, it just blew my mind on throttle curves with high KV motors, man. Like, I never, like, it's so simple. And I, like, I felt stupid for not thinking of it. Because I flew high KV motors. Oh, like, I think I was listening. I think I, I heard you guys talking about that. Yeah, like a year and a half ago, I flew some 2750 KVs, and I love them, but they were just murdering batteries. And, like, the throttle curve thing is right there in front of my face. I was like, God damn it. Yeah, it's just in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, like, totally, like, when it's been about a year, but when I was flying race flight, when it was a race flight, when... Nick did that video. Uh, he, it was his TBA curve or what, or his TBA. Like I literally went on and just like straight up copied all of that shit off of his YouTube. Same here. I paused the video and screenshotted that shit. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yes, I did the same thing. And it, you know, it worked really. I mean, all I did was put my rates in after that and it flew. You know, I love, I love race flight. And let me tell you why I'm not running it, like, right now. I have a freaking uh, Revolt OSD with the 32-bit. I have the stack right there, but I can't get... I think it's because of the 32-bit, and it's my, it may might have fixed the problem, but I can't get, like, the current sensor to work. It gives me, like, off-the-wall, like... Like, I'll arm it, and within, like, 30, not even 30 seconds, like, 10 seconds, it's at, like, it's used up 100 milliamps. Yeah, you know, I I agree. I I could never, I have, actually haven't tried, I have the new Schizo and the new 50 amp bolt 32, and I haven't tried running uh it on that, but on the old, like, the Revolt one, I couldn't get it to work either. It's, like, I mean, obviously, you're religious about that if you were measuring distance in it. Yeah, I mean, I that's I, I always go off of that. I don't really, you know, the timer's nice. I, I do use, like, I mean, the timer's nice to have, but it's not always, like, especially with these the flights that I've been doing where, like, if I'm easy on the throttle, like, I'm not anywhere near done at two minutes, like, if I'm going easy on the throttle. So I really like looking at the, you know, milliamps an hour. Interesting. I mean, that's a super valid and I mess- reason. I messaged, yeah, I messaged Preston, and he said, "Yeah, we're we're working on it." And it's been, I I don't know how long it's been since he said that. So probably just, a while. It, yeah, I said screw it and went back. Yeah, I just don't understand. Like, I mean, I get like you get kind of 
some of the products get ahead of themselves, but I don't get how, like, they released it, right? And then they had the diagram where it said, you know, jump these two pads if you want to use, you know, the current sensor on the 32-bit, and it, like, doesn't work. Like, don't even have that on the diagram yet. Yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't work. Yeah, I feel like Flight um, Ones had a lot of, like, if you're, especially if you're seeking, like, the extras, right? Like, it didn't, like, GPS, OSD's new and flawed. Like, if you're, like, shredding in a park all the time, then it's, like, and you don't care about that shit, it's not a big deal. But, like, I love Flight One, but, like, I wouldn't build a Flight One long-range rig. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I totally agree with you. I, I, and I love the way it flies. Don't get me wrong, it's so smooth. But, yeah, what you said spot on. Like, if I was flying at a park, I would set a two-minute timer and just freaking come in because I'm, like, 100 feet away from me at any given time. Well, yeah, and you can run the overall voltage with no issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, like, is not hyper accurate, but you can, like, tune your... You're like, oh, I should land at this number, and that'll put me at this number. Yeah. You know? Yeah, But uh, I feel you. Word, man. Well, any shout-outs to sponsors or anything like that? Uh, yeah, um, I have a shout-out. Uh, first off, X-Hover. I really appreciate everything that those guys have done for me, like sending me stuff. And um, also, they've got the Stingy V2 they've been working on. What's he different? It's supposed to be coming out really soon. Say again? What's different? I don't actually know. Okay. I haven't been sent one, but... He said it's supposed to be dropping pretty soon, and also there's going to be a new team pilot, and you guys will find that out soon. It'll kind of be a shocker, uh, I guess, to some people, but uh, the new team pilot will have a frame as well, pretty much right around this time uh, the Stingy V2 is coming out, so they're going to have a couple of frames coming out, new frames soon, so. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, Thunder Power for uh, hooking me up with a little discount and drone racing parts. And thank you, man, for having me. I was, <laughs> was kind of shocked when I, you sent me that message. I was like, damn. Yeah, it's funny because, like, <laughs> like, I mean, we've never talked or anything like that, but I've always, like, I mean, not always, but for, like, the last eight months, like, had a scope on your videos. And you've always liked mine, and I pay attention to people. Yeah, like, it's the same. Really it, 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 that's what's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was funny because I had you written down in my list of people to have on the show, like, from the get-go, but I I had it written down as Jay-Z, like, Hova, FPV, like, the rapper. I was like, fuck yeah. And then Brandy saw it the other day and was like, are you kidding me? So, like, let me just, I guess I should tell you this before we go. Like, Jay-Z, FPV, let me just start by saying... It has no affiliation with the rapper. <laughs> I don't know why my buddies, like, back uh, in, I guess you could call them my skate park days, I used to, like, skate, like, six hours a day, like, every day. My buddy, Blake, uh, would call me, I don't know why he called me, he called me Jay-Z. And, like, you know, when you get into FPV... You pick like, the I first thing. I mean... I didn't know how far I was going to take this, so I was just like, yeah, 
Jay Z FTV, <laughs> and then he hit a point where like I, you can't really change it now. But I mean, I don't mind it. Hell, I, it's not that bad. Yeah, that was like the fly life moment for me. I was like, this isn't really me as a person. This is like what I do on the side. You know, like, do I, I, I used to be M static <laughs> FBB. I separate myself, yeah. Yeah, but I, yeah. like, it's same thing in the Willard episode. We had a whole thing about that. Like, in, like he's like, the DRL is like all about our FPV names. And I'm like, dude, that's going to be brutal if we ever figure out a way to have like 20 pilots on track and then like deal with interviews and like, you either have to abandon one of the names, you know, like I am forever Wild Willie on camera or... Yeah, I was going to say, like, he went through a point where he was, like, just changing his, like, I felt like one week he was, like, Wild Willie, and then he was Willard FPV. I couldn't, like, I was like, who are you, man? Yeah, and Nurk, like, Nurk used to be Bulba Fett. It happens. Yeah. Sometimes I wish I could just be, like, Martin Novak, and I also fly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, that's, like, I've always known it was, like, you know, you have that, I guess you have two Instagrams, Martin, Fly Life, and then Fly Life. Fly Life. I mean, I always know when you post Fly Life. I know it's the same person, but I always wondered about that. Well, because I didn't feel right, like, because I was, like, trying to sell T-shirts and shit and, like, make it more of, like, an entity. I didn't feel right, like, posting, like, Chipotle with Bay on, like, a page where, like, I committed to creating drone content for people, you know? I got you. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, and, uh, and, like, less people follow my personal page, and I, like, I don't want, like, I would never post anything on the Fly Life page that's, like, 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 super opinionated or anything, you know? Like, off the bat, so that kind of was, like, the face of it. But, yeah, like, sometimes I wish I had done it differently, too. Sometimes I wish FPV, like, someday someone will write, like, a thesis on, like, how FPV names fucking started, like, why didn't the first person just put their real name down and then we could all be in this, like... Like, like I'm super jealous of, like, Mr. Steele. Like, he really... I feel like he lucked up with that. Like, the fact that his name was Steele, and, yeah, that's a sick... Mr. Yeah. Alexander. And then Schizo. Schizo. Like, that's just... That's sick, too. Like, yeah. you don't... I don't know why we all thought you had to put. Well, I did. You obviously didn't, but you had to put FPV. No, I mean I did originally. Something. I was amstatic FPV for a long time. I was right. You know, there. I remember that. I, I remember when you flew. You were flying. I don't know if it was a spotlight. I don't know if I saw on Instagram, but you were flying that freaking gnarly bridge in Colorado. Yeah, you're flying under the bridge. Yep. Uh, that's when someone posted. Was it, were you on, like, a podcast? Did they do a video spotlight or something? I think it was, that was, like, right when, like, Airview started to be a part of my life. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I saw that somewhere, and I was like, I'm static. Yeah. And then, I, you know, I, I'd been following, uh, you were, you had Fly Life at that point, didn't you? Yeah, the, the bridge video was the first, episode one of the Fly Life, like, first ever video was that bridge. And at that point, I was okay. still, like, cross-pollinating and, like, Posting on both platforms, like, similar content, you know? Yeah. But then at a certain point, I was like, yeah. this is redundant. Yeah. Word, man. Well, I appreciate you doing this. Uh, it was awesome. Like, it was great to get the insight of, like, another cinematic pilot because I feel like that's kind of, like, an overlooked part of FPV and there's a lot of intricacies to it. And, uh, yeah, man. Keep up the good work hey, and come thanks. out to Colorado. I appreciate it.
Dude, I will definitely be messaging you about that, and I really appreciate you having me, man. It's been sick being on. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right, bro. Word, man. Well, have a good one, and good luck with your off-week work week. Yeah. All right, man. Peace. I'll talk to you later. Peace. Thank you.